Welcome to the Industria podcast. Industria is the study association for industrial engineering students at the Eindhoven University of Technology. During this podcast, we will invite inspiring people who have a background in industrial engineering, more specifically a background in Eindhoven. Together, we cover interesting and relevant topics and provide with all kinds of knowledge and insights within the field of industrial engineering. We are Geert and Kenneth, and we will be hosting this podcast. In this week's podcast, we will be talking to Laurens Baas, a former student at the TOE who chose to work in the healthcare sector, where he became an expert in the field of financing hospitals. He became the intellectual father of the current financing system within hospitals. Later, he decided to focus on coaching and mediating within the healthcare sector, which also led to writing a book called Who Doctors Better Can Worden? Um, first of all, thank you very much, Laurens, to, uh, for joining this podcast, for making time for us. Um, let's start at your, at your time as a student. Um, you studied Bedrijfskunde at the TOE. That's the predecessor of industrial engineering. How do you look back on that period? Well, I, uh, I was very interested in the, in the education. Um, I chose for Bedrijfskunde because I couldn't choose. Um, I had a lot of interest uh, when I finished uh, secondary school and finally uh, the, the dean of uh, our school advised me to go to, uh, to Eindhoven. Uh, he said, you, you will find there everything you are interested in. Um, and well, I think uh, I didn't realize that during my study, but um, looking back at, the, at that period, I think it, it has uh, structured my my way of thinking and looking at at problems and other phenomena. So, uh, so you're you're still uh, happy and, and satisfied with 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 the choice you made back then for choosing for bedrijfskunde. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Although until the end of my study, I was doing a final practice in a hospital. I uh, have. Um, um, I was thinking of stopping because I uh, kept asking myself, did I learn? What kind of specialist am I? And that was my expectation of uh, finishing a study. You're, you're expert in, in something, but I wasn't expert in anything. And that was a kind of a disappointment. But later in my career, I realized that it, it helped me to uh, work uh, effectively together with uh, other disciplines. You ended up in the healthcare sector. Uh, did you already know when you started like that your interest was in this sector or uh, did you just grow into that? As a child, I was very um, imposed by, by the, the idea that in, in a hospital, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, people worked to 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 uh, to help people get better, and and that was for me very. It it has done something in my brain. So when I got the possibility during my study to do an um, an um, a kind of a, a pre master in a hospital organization, it was in 1975. Uh, I had to go to the University of Utrecht uh, with uh, three other students. Uh, you know, I was fascinated by hospitals, so I tried to uh, find a job in a hospital, but um, 
Industrial engineers in hospitals were, were, were not uh, a familiar phenomenon, so it wasn't an option. Um, my first job was in the, in the uh, information technology, uh, in scientific information, but I, I didn't like um, ICT, I didn't like uh, scientific literature, I didn't have anything with it, so I kept looking for a job in, uh, in healthcare. So you didn't like uh, IT, but uh, for you, then it was more important to be in a hospital, to work in a hospital, than than what you actually did there, or? Oh, I I thought I could do something uh, in hospitals, in 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 organization, in the in the, in designing processes, uh, in logistics, things like that. Mm -hmm. So so I didn't like uh, ICT, but I realized that I couldn't be an industrial engineer without knowledge of ICT. So I choose yeah. in my final practice of my study, I choose a project in the ICT of a laboratorium, a hospital laboratory, because I knew I have to deal with the ICT, <laughs> whatever I thought of it. But how did you grow into, um, into different functions? Because you, go, you got from, um this IT, um, well, basically IT function, and you want to stay in hospitals. How did you grow into the, the whole healthcare sector? When I uh, was, I kept looking for a job in healthcare, so I got the chance to, to uh, uh, get a job in the uh, union of all hospitals, the, the, the Dutch union of, of uh, uh, hospitals, healthcare institutions was very broad uh, union, and they had a big uh, office uh, where I uh, uh, they they were interested in me because I was uh, not only uh, industrial engineer but I, I also had a, a um, knowledge about ICT and that was very uh, in those days it was uh, coming up in hospitals ICT so that was why I was selected by that union to work for them and very soon after. Um, because of the the flow of uh, people in that office, I was um, well. I I I got uh, 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 tasks in um, in the finance of hospitals, reimbursement of hospitals. That was the the key issue I did in in the uh, in my job in the uh, union of hospitals to develop a reimbursement system. Uh, in order to make uh, the costs of healthcare better uh, controllable. Mm. That sounds more like a uh, industrial engineering project, right? So were you, were you happy? Were you happy with that project? Yes, very, very happy. Because I could um, create uh, ideas. Um, I... I um, I, I didn't knew that I was very good in that. But when I was with other professionals, I um, discovered that I was very good in in creative thinking. So uh, the development of the uh, reimbursement system had uh, um, elements that came from my creative brains. Uh, not only because it was creative, but because I could, as an as an industrial engineer. I could uh, imagine uh, some processes in uh, a hospital 
that had to be reimbursed. Mm -hmm. And to reimburse it, you had to know what happens. How many people does it need? What kind of material does you do you need to 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 do su such a process? And that's that's what I was doing for about six years, seven years. I went to the United States and uh, Canada with a group of of um, policymakers, Dutch policymakers. We we went there to study uh, budgeting systems for hospitals. Yeah, because you told us um, it was very uncommon for industrial engineers to go into the healthcare sector. I believe that changed later because now we even have a healthcare track or we had one. Um, but you you came in with a like a fresh perspective. Um, what did, what were the first things you noticed from an industrial engineering perspective uh, when you came into the healthcare sector? In that job, I was uh, part of a team of uh, econ economists. Mm -hmm. oh, the the professionals who uh, created reimbursement rules were economists and their uh, manager uh, thought it was important to put uh, um, into that uh, creative process uh, the knowledge of processes so he selected me as an industrial engineer uh, to be added to that team of economists to look at processes from uh, um, uh, to the content, not only to the cost, but also to the content, and to to see whether it could be more efficient. Uh, uh, that's what we did. We described processes with people from hospitals. We we made uh, small committees to to uh, to study the processes. And um, if you only look at the cost, you're not looking at the efficiency of those processes. And that was my a special input in that in in the work of this uh, office and the reimbursement yeah. rules we we created uh, uh, usually uh, led to more finance uh, for hospitals more more uh, reimbursement because in 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 your function uh, within that hospital in rotterdam um and you as financial uh, decision maker you couldn't include uh, the, the doctors uh, within the oh, decisions. No. I couldn't make decisions, nor could my CEO make decisions, because technically the doctors made the decision. The organization had to assure uh, the, the, the money to do what doctors uh, decided. Uh, uh, mm. That was what, my, what uh, started to um, to uh, trigger my brains, uh, I saw, uh, I have learned in, in the Eindhoven that in an organization, responsibility and authority has, has to be um, in, in a kind of a balance. If you have mm -hmm. responsibility, you have to, you need authority. If you look at the hospital, those who are responsible, me for the finance, the, my my CEO for the the, the uh, concern, um, but we didn't have any authority in what happened there because when the doctor decided that he needed uh, to do an uh, MRI or a CT scan, well, we couldn't say sorry, we can't we can't pay that. When I worked in the hospital and was responsible for finance, I I I saw what happened that. Um, 
uh, new technology was uh, uh, came into the hospital doctors wanted to use the technology and and the me nor the the, the my ceo could could say to them sorry we don't do that we we are just a, a city hospital we are not an, an an scientific hospital so we don't do that we couldn't say that mm -hmm. my ceo was very scared to make doctors angry so he kept pleasing them and he he forced me to please <laughs> the doctors but that meant more costs uh, uh, and i had to in the in the negotiations with the insurance company i had to assure that the, the reimbursement was according to that cost yeah which is uh, more the other way around it should be the other way around more right but the, the problem you experienced there within that four years in that hospital that is something or that uh, triggered your brain and that is maybe something you wanted to yeah. do do something about that when i left the hospital i, I um you, you can well uh, nowadays we maybe we call it a burnout i got really tired of not being able to do bring doctors into the organization decision processes to make them responsible for the decisions they made my ceo didn't uh, uh, got the guts to create such an, an, an uh, transformation so i left the hospital and um, i went back to the union of hospitals um, and one day we had a brainstorm session with hospital CEOs, um, and the topic was uh, how does the hospital in 10, 20 years look like? So it was kind of a uh, brainstorm about the future. And in that brainstorm uh, session, I, I, I never understand what made me how that idea came into my mind but i said a hospital should be a hospital of doctors mm -hmm. mm. and this this idea became um like the beginning or the stepping stone towards a new system right that was not the awareness then but um um i i published in uh uh the um the, um, the the magazine of doctors the dutch magazine of doctors Med medis contact i pl published in 1993 uh, an article um, of a hospital owned by doctors in 1993 i, I wrote it in uh, medis contact the reactions i got from the ceos already in that in that brainstorm session um, made me uh, believe that it was a very interesting topic to be an independent consultant okay. i was convinced that with that idea and with the way i uh, saw it how you create such a hospital i could make money and 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 really uh, be important in 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 the uh, in the development of hospital organizations was I was independent and I came in hospitals to talk about my idea. We had very interesting conversations, but they didn't really want to, to, to start to do it. They were scared for the doctors. Yeah. 
Um, could you tell them, because uh, you, you started then as a consultant, yeah. right? Uh, so you, I think you quit um, then uh, at the union again, and you started for your for yourself as a as a consultant. And was it in that consultant period that you uh, eventually became the national project leader, yeah. where you were responsible for the fundamentals of the DBC system? I I choose to be an independent consultant to change hospital organizations order to create hospitals owned by doctors. That was my kind of a mission I had. But very soon, uh, I realized that hospitals were not willing to start such a process because it was too too huge, too, it had too, too much impact on a lot of uh, usual uh, uh, procedures and things like that so i i had to make money with my knowledge about hospital finance then the hospitals the union of hospitals the union of uh, um, assurance companies uh, healthcare uh, health assurance companies and the union of doctors those those three parties um, um, decided to develop uh, an idea about uh, uh, a reimbursement system that uh, was based on paying hospital care as if it was a product mm -hmm. because hospitals needed uh, to be financed to be reimbursed in according to the cost that were made for some treatment the medical specialist needed to get a, f a fair fee for their work so they wanted to 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 recognize in the in the in the way they were reimbursed they would they needed to recognize the work they had done for it and the assurance companies wanted to pay uh, uh, according to uh, uh, what they got it was a a, a kind of an, a collective uh, interest to create a, a kind of system reimbursement system that would make uh, uh, these interests possible mm -hmm. and i got the i got the project yeah, I believe this um, healthcare as a product, healthcare procedures as a product, that's like the key of this new yeah. system, yes. right? Yeah. Was this completely new or was this already, um, did you already see this in other countries or was this revolutionary? I started the project with studying the, the, the alternatives uh, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the main alternative was the American DRG system diagnosis related groups so um, um, and was developed in the end of the the 70s by an American industrial engineer he he, he was the the founding father of the DRG system I've met the man when I was uh, I was invited by um, uh, 3M, the the, the uh, American uh, Great American uh, Organization, they had the software licenses on that DRG system. 
mm. they wanted to uh, they, they wanted to implement the system in Holland. So they invited me to uh, visit their headquarter in uh, um, was in the in the near near New York in the United States, and there I met the the uh, Mister. I think his name was Fetter, Mr. Fetter. He was already an old man, but he was still uh, wow. He was the 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 founding father of that system. It, it was very interesting. But but the difference between the DRG and what I had to do, I was not asked to classify uh, uh, people, and that was what the DRG system does and uh, did and still does. It classifies people, and in uh, the in, uh, the classification uh, is um, uh, determines the re reimbursement. Mm. What kind of classification do you mean? Uh, the uh, a patient was um, classified by uh, in, in a kind of a, a, a decision tree. Um, ah, okay, like that. Yeah. Does it need sh surgery? What organs are mm -hmm. uh, and the end of the the, the tree there you had uh, uh, containers with uh, uh, patients and the container was priced according to us some average cost of uh, mm. that was the DRG system and they had about I think that there is about 700 containers so a patient was uh, uh, classified in one of those 700 containers and then the hospital uh, uh, got some reimbursement for that patient but i realized that my job was to find a way to determine what you did to the patient what you delivered to the patient and not to classify the patient the first time i presented my ideas in an international uh, uh, symposia uh, about this topic um, it was in Amsterdam in 1996 I'll never forget I presented my ideas and one of the 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 great ambassadors of the DRG system in Holland of in Europe it was a French uh, um, uh, he was professor I think in Lyon in in, in France I can't translate in English what he said to me, but it was like, who do you think you are to think to the left while everybody, all of us, with all the knowledge we have, we go to the right in, in some development. That's mm -hmm. how they, they heard me uh, 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 present my, uh, my ideas for the, what, the DBC. And so it wasn't received very well. Oh then. no, 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 not at all, not at all, not at all. But but I was uh, <laughs> I was so convinced. That I, <laughs> but it it was so it, it was so so um, so clear that I was not asked to find a system to classify patients. I was asked to find a system to classify products to, treatments. Uh, tr treatment uh, uh, processes, uh, oh yeah, you, whatever you call them. So I. So you had to, you had to be self, very self-assured then to yeah, continue yeah, yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had a, I had a, um, a metaphor 
uh, the, 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 a chain of uh, uh, the, 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 the product was a kind of a chain and all the mm -hmm. elements of the chain were small activities uh, in, in, the, in the treatment process. And every element in the chain could be uh, registered in a computer, uh, uh, in, in a database. And those days was 1995. Uh, hospitals had uh, already uh, uh, ICT, so they reg registered uh, uh, elements of treatments, procedures, uh, uh, patient days, uh, things like that. But it was a it was a registration according to the reimbursement of those days. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of things that were done but were not important for the reimbursement, they were not registered. So I could in, in um, uh, six hospitals of those days, we, uh, we created DBC, so we created the change from those uh, databases. The change were not complete, but made, uh, um, it helped us to convince the parties uh, to uh, believe in the system. Because the chain, you could not only see what was done, you could see when it was done, you could see uh, what was the cost of the... the, the yeah. So you, you persisted and um, this system revolutionized the, the healthcare system in the Netherlands. I think it, it, it did, but it, it, could, it could have done it, <laughs> but it still doesn't. When it was introduced into the hospitals, it, mm -hmm. it's very complicated to explain uh, because the, the, the whole process of developing was without the, the Dutch government. It was a project of the three parties, hospitals, doctors and insurance companies, not the... The, uh, the, uh, the, the government was not involved. No, no, no. In, I, I, I decided to stop the, 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 to leave the project in 1999 because I had decided to, to change my career into another direction. And um, there, there were lots of, lots of uh, discussions were going on about the system. And uh, because they, sh they, everybody, news that it, it had very much implications in hospital uh, management um, the, the 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 hospitals were divided between people who uh, saw their hospital as a kind of an an, an, an uh, um, well a market market uh, uh, um, Entrepreneur, they were they were entrepreneurs. The part of the hospital shares were entrepreneurs, and there were also hospital uh, uh, entrepreneurs of CEOs, uh, the, like the CEO I had in Rotterdam. Just give me the money, and I, I let the doctors do what they want to do. Uh, yeah. So hospitals were divided, doctors were divided because in the chain they could see. Uh, uh, what the implications would be for their reimbursement. 
because of a lot of doctors would uh, uh, get less uh, and and uh, money in the new system they could well they could understand that 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 would happen with their with their income that it will be reduced and the other part of doctors realized wow that's good for my income because they were uh, 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 low in the in the hierarchy of of income but i, w I was wondering because uh, it it finally um, becomes a, a kind of success, right? Because yeah. people recognizes the the positive sides of of your of your ideas. Um, but then, but then you you quit, you quit, you stopped, you left. Why 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 did you leave there? I got, uh, and that's part of my think in my whole career. I put energy from the challenge to create to build and um, I worked nearly five years to the that DBC system in the, the the development and to convince these in all kind of of uh, spheres to convince them uh, to support that uh, the implementation of the system and I organized, I organized in 1998, I organized a uh, symposium for, for in public uh, to, to present uh, uh, the, the results of the, the, the development. And in that uh, symposium, the three parties decided to uh, um, um, embrace it, to, to uh, uh, they 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 signed a contract that said we are going to work with this system yeah for me it was a a, a kind of a, at the end of the symposium i was talking to one of my uh, um, um, uh, kind of support i had three um, uh, um, uh, professors of university professors that, that supported me. And one of them uh, I, I knew from my study in Eindhoven. He was professor in the, Le uh, the, uh, the Leo in Groningen. And uh, we were drinking uh, a, a glass of wine. And I said to him, I said, wow, I think this is the moment to stop. <laughs> because for me, for me, it was, wow, this, it, it, they, they adopted it. So ready. So you had to you you want to stop at your at your greatest achievement at that thing. I I I had lost the 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 inspiration and um, then I um, and uh, two years uh, uh, before I started an education in uh, mediation, not to be a mediator, but to learn how to um, uh, to uh, unite people with different interests. That that was. Uh, what I had to learn, um, and I had to learn to um, give people responsibility in uh, finding a solution for their own problems. But I was too too eager to find solutions for people's problem. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I realized in in working also in working in the DBC system, I realized if I am the only one that have ideas and see possibilities it's always my idea and the people have do who need to work with it 
they don't feel any uh, co-ownership so no, that's what i learned in mediation when i um, when i lost the inspiration i i was looking for how, uh, you know what what did i like and um, then i i went to a coach so i had some um, meetings with the coach and in, in one of those meetings i found out and, and you um, uh, uh, mentioned it earlier in the conversation um, i found out that uh, my heart is where i can help people and i realized that in all my work also in the dbc system there was always a kind of um, uh, a ambition to 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 make healthcare better in order to to make people better yeah yeah so so that is what you wanted to do you wanted to 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 help the people more within the, within the hospitals yeah and, and therefore you you became the a mediator or or a coach for for people in, within hospitals uh, in in the in the coaching in the coaching uh, session realized something mm -hmm. with people yeah. in order to to make them better because they are ill no to make them yeah nowadays we say uh, uh, find the better self hmm? yeah so it's a it's a noble uh, noble way of thinking yeah, yeah. Um, and this also led to you writing a, a book, right? Yeah. It's called yeah. uh, Who Doctors Better Can Water. Um, where did the inspiration come from to write such a book? Because I love doctors. <laughs> I, I, I also have always um, understood what their value is in, in life for, for everyone. The book is about how doctors can perform better. And um, I'm not a doctor. So it's very tricky uh, um, when you're not a doctor to tell doctors something about their uh, f functioning, and that's how how I open my book. And the book got a very um, a very beautiful uh, review of uh, Mr. Dr. Marcel Levy. He uh, is the CEO of the uh, London. Um, uh, scientific hospitals in, in London and the former CEO of the uh, Amsterdam um, Medical Center and in the review he uh, he says um, he, he has written um, these sentences as if it was an excuse so uh, um, and, and he says in his review uh, Lars Bas should not uh, uh, excuse himself for not being a doctor, because it's very good that somebody with his uh, experience and his uh, way of looking uh, uh, writes about uh, doctors. And he finishes his review with the uh, sentence that the book, uh, I say it in my word, the book should be read by every doctor. And that's uh, a huge compliment. That's the big, biggest compliment it, you can get. Uh, when I read it, I was in heaven, really, because <laughs> time I've, I've been writing about uh, two years in the, on the book, and all the time there was kind of a voice in my brain that asked me, Lawrence, who are you to write about doctors? And he, mm -hmm. this review of Mr. Levy was an, 
I don't know the right English word to uh, to express my feelings, but it it. Uh, um, um, I was wondering because that's a huge compliment, and 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 what what did you hope to accomplish with the book? Was it actually to to make doctors better, to yeah. to help doctors? That that is what you wanted to accomplish, right? Yes, to to and that's what I did the, the last twenty years. Uh, n n not uh, uh, I did. I also did other things, but but the 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 thing that gave me the most satisfaction was in coaching uh, uh, doctors, in helping them in their team to function better. Um, uh, and uh, these experiences are uh, I, I, I describe in my book. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. And the book has three parts. Part one is how do you keep how do you keep control in your brain in your in your mind um i call it weeding your weeding as you weed a garden so so uh, weeding your mind that's that's part two it, it has to do with uh, priority it has to do uh, with uh, uh, mindfulness it has to do with mediation with um, uh, managing your mental uh, 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 yeah, your, your your mental issues that you can't control. Um, that's part one, and part two is uh, uh, is how how do you um, how do you have a healthy and inspiring way of uh, uh, cooperation with colleagues with other people in the hospital. It has to do with listening, with uh, uh, communication, with uh, negotiation, with uh, conflict resolution. And the third part is, uh, um, I describe the relation between the doctor and the hospital organization. Because it's kind of a, an allergy. So doctors are educated uh, um, by their superiors, by their uh, peers. Um, they are educated um, that the hospital uh, management is bad, uh, organization is bad. So there, there is an allergy in doctors to hospital, to, to organization, to management. And three in my book is called From Allergy to Synergy. Because, um, and um, I describe all kind of options that, doc to, that help doctors to have a healthier attitude to the hospital that um, uh, uh, that that help them to have less uh, uh, negative energy in their in their brain and mm -hmm. the the most uh, the most synergy they can create is by uh, uh, by feeling ownership for the hospital so oh, the, the finish of my book is actually a short a short a short summary of the of the article I wrote in 1993 in the medical uh, contact yeah. about a hospital owned by doctors. That's the the the, the finish of my book. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think uh, we're going uh, to uh, finalize this podcast, and I therefore I have one more question. Uh, to you and we ask this question to uh, all of our guests uh, and that's what what's your most important lesson learned which uh, which you also would give our students as a takeaway message 
Um, yeah, it's, it's a very simple statement. Um, if you are uh, confronted with um, with issues, um, problems, um, we we uh, we used to call it um, difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. When you call something difficult, it it, it reduces your uh, uh, your mind potential uh, to overcome the problem. It, it appeals it appeals to to, to scare scare of failure. Mm -hmm. If you um, train yourself, that as soon as you think something is difficult you can put into your mind the idea wow it's interesting because mm -hmm. the, the the mind um that feeling the, the, the that that corresponds with that feeling that, that that mind is open and creative and and eager to to uh, to study to to do uh, to try new things yeah so it's more um, not thinking in problems, but thinking in solutions. Yeah, you know, yeah, but 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 um, th there's an old Buddhistic saying. It it says the problems doesn't exist because yeah. all the issues you can resolve. You, know, if you can't resolve a problem, then it's it isn't a problem. It's a fact. So take it as yeah. a fact. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, yeah exactly. They're so basic things to help you and that's what i do in my book help you to keep the, your full potential of your mind keep it uh, uh, available available yeah, yeah. Mm. all right well i think that's a fantastic advice to end this podcast with um thank you for being our guest today uh, uh mr bass yeah thank you very much Ik zou graag deze podcast willen afsluiten met een oproep aan de bedrijfskundestudenten van Eindhoven om zich eens te verdiepen in de ziekenhuisorganisatie en de gezondheidszorg in het algemeen. Daar gaat het om zo ontzettend veel interessante uitdagingen om die gezondheidszorg ook in de toekomst op peil te houden. Daar zijn zo ongelooflijk veel bedrijfskundigen slimme mannen en vrouwen in nodig. En ik nodig iedereen uit om uh, zich daar eens op te oriënteren... en daar wellicht een toekomst in te vinden. Dank je wel.